Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the Fat Lot of Good Podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne, writer, comedian, one half of a scummy mummy's duo. But I, today, am very excited because I'm in Edinburgh, listener, and I'm with an actual comedian. Not only a comedian, she's a physiotherapist and she likes wearing a giant vagina suit at her job. It is, of course, Elaine Miller. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to be uh, with you today. And it's so exciting to, to do a podcast up here in Edinburgh. I've met lots of amazing women. But the most amazing woman I've met so far is you. Is Elaine. that right? Yes. <laughs> you must get out more. Because <laughs> not only are you you're funny and wonderful, but you're you've actually you've got something really important to tell people. It's not just I mean, I mm. do jokes about my fanny, but it's literally about how I've got a big gaping hole down there and having sex with me is like putting a sausage in a bucket. But you you're gonna help people, you're gonna change lives. Yeah, I'm on a mission, BB. Yeah. Right. And you're the woman behind Gusset Grippers. Yeah, so I'm a fanny physio, which um, is a bit of a surprise to me because I started off doing sports stuff, which ah. was um, kind of living the dream as far as physio goes because you get to touch young fit men and they pay Oof. you for it. Yeah, it's Delicious. Quite, yeah, it was a hard, hard job. I was very, very good at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I had kids yeah. and then I found out about incontinence because I had hundreds of children and like most people, when I went a bit pishy myself, I didn't do anything about it mm. which is stupid because it was my job like I yeah. didn't know what to do and I thought well if I didn't comply nobody else is yeah um and I landed up working in women's health because I realized the impact that it has on people is absolutely devastating being mm. incontinent in somebody's life and the stats are that one in three women wet themselves and physio has an up has up to an 84 percent cure rate Shut in, up! In six sessions. You can actually fix what's happening downstairs. And for stress and conscience, for the one where you laugh and cough and sneeze and wet yourself, it's yeah. curable for <gasps> most people. The vast majority. That's why I like my job, because women come in and they're upset because mm. their sex life's gone to shit, they're embarrassed, they're worried they're going to grow up to be a smelly old lady. Yeah. You treat them a couple of times and they come in and they're bouncing off the walls, having that, you know, totally restored. It's, it's a great line of work. That, yeah, you're like a fanny magician, That's basically. Me, the fanny, the hoo-ha whisperer. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I, um, I have had two children. I had two 
uh, natural childbirth. They all went through the the fanny, uh, and my son was uh, nine pounds eleven. Mm, so well I think, you. yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, that had a big impact. And I've done a bit of um, what's it called, Pilates in the last yeah, year, yeah. and that's yeah. really helped. But I, I feel like I've got two bladders because I will go to the toilet and feel like I've emptied every drop of piss out of my body. And then if I my third sneeze, every third sneeze, I do a bit of wee. Mm, yeah. I'm getting away with two sneezes. That's pretty good. Yeah. But not uh, – yeah. Uh, but if – or, or if I'm sick – and this oh, is a lovely conversation. Hard. It's a horrible feeling when you go, oh, I've, if you've got a tummy bug and you go to vomit and then you wet yourself at the same yeah. time. I mean, that's grim. That is just, it's <laughs> it's hard to feel good about yourself when no, it's coming out both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, I'm not feeling very body positive <laughs> after that experience. And so how, so how long have you been a fanny physio for? Um, about, oh, crikey, how old are my children? Um, I'll have been specialising it for a oh, Crikey, 13 years. Oh, wow. That's a while, isn't it? That is a while. I must know myself. How many fannies have you seen, Elaine? <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of muff. There's not much now that I haven't seen before. Yeah. You know, when you go to the doc, like if you've got an embarrassing problem and the doctors say, I've seen it all before, I genuinely have. You have to have something pretty remarkable to make me lose my poker face. <laughs> That's our biggest fear is that we have such a I, I can't speak generally but you you can obviously that we have this great fear about what our flaps look like and that yeah. it has to look like it, it must be something odd down there and like you know even just getting our pap smears done and all that sort of thing yeah uh, it's just such a big hurdle like oh no I'm really embarrassed it's like it takes five minutes and you're done and there's a couple of good resources I mean there's I was going to say there's a couple of good resources online. There's quite a lot of images of vulvas online, but not all of them are going to make you feel good about yourself. So <laughs> ones that I would recommend, yeah. um, there's in Australia, they fund a lot of research into continent stuff and they have the labia library, which is a great bit of work. And Amazing. they have photographs of all ages, all it ranges all races and you can just sort of like see who you look like mm. um there's also jamie mccartney has the great wall of vagina which was he's a sort of body artist and did plaster casts of vaginas so it's like a big coffee it's a it's an exhibition piece but there's a coffee table book that goes with it and there's a woman called laura doddsworth who's mm -hmm. a photographer and she has a project called bare reality where she photographs bits of bodies and interviews the person about how they feel about their body so so our first one was about breasts, the second one was about penises and the third one is vulvas and it's the most brilliant book mm. because she has people that have had conditions and diseases or birth injuries or um, FGM and it's, I would... I bought a copy for my daughter to say, go and have a look. Yeah. But I think it has to start from when you're young because I remember when I was little and I think I must have been, I don't know, 10 or 11. And I discovered that I had like the the labia minora, so the inner, the inner flaps. And I thought there was something wrong with me. I thought I was like part alien. And I didn't tell anyone for years because I was like, I can't tell anyone about this because I only thought, because I think I just thought that, vaginas were just the outer flaps and I had some mutation mm. and like just just feel it but I couldn't tell anyone because I thought oh no people think I'm a freak and no one will look like me so ah. yeah. and all we girls feel like that in my yeah. experience speaking to women at, in clinic about this most intimate area everybody has a hang-up I mean mm. it's I actually can't think of anybody that I have treated in clinic that hasn't been concerned about the state of about what they look like the question I get asked all the time is am I normal like, yeah. of course you are. 
Yeah. But how do you know? Because we don't teach this stuff in sex ed. We don't see ranges of normal. No, And exactly the research right. behind it is really... I talk in the um, show that the the proper bit of research done into the state of the clitoris, like what a clitoris actually is, was only done in 1994. Shut up! Yeah. That's insane. Because female sexual response has never been properly investigated. We still don't really understand it. And mm. obviously that's because it's shameful and we shouldn't encourage it. No, I, I heard we go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it shocking? It absolutely is. I Because I didn't do any wanking until I was way, 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 way into my 20s. And even still, I wouldn't do it very often. And I just, like we went talk, like it was all about boy wanking when you were yeah everyone talked about oh and the, the crunchy sock and all that sort of stuff yeah. but no one talked about female pleasure it was about what women did for men rather than yeah. what we did what we could achieve for ourselves sex ed is set up to teach boys about wet dreams and erections and girls about periods yeah so it's not mm. yeah it really it really annoys me however i think the first time i heard the word clitoris was on uh the shirley valentine movie Oh, yeah. When she talks about a clitoris. And I, yeah, we didn't really talk about that at all. And, um, yeah, and as someone said, I remember uh, we had this amazing woman on the Scummy Mummies podcast. She did a book called Girls and Sex and and just talked about how porn and all sort of forms of sex, the way it's portrayed is all about the male pleasure. All the research is about that as well. If if a woman presents with a sexual dysfunction, it's like if they've got vaginismus or, you know, pain on penetration the research is basically focused on get it in and if you can't get it in then you've got a problem and if if you're interested in any other sort of sexual function then nobody cares it's not it's not important yes it's all about the willy I so. think this needs to change and you were doing this with your show can we talk a bit more about your show because we're in this in your fine city and just down the road you're doing an hour of hilarious comedy about front bottoms <laughs> yes <laughs> so the aim of the show is that somebody leaves knowing what a pelvic floor is what it does and why having a good one is smashing okay so it's all the stuff that I cover in a clinic normally um, but trying to make it funny because it is embarrassing these issues embarrassment is the main barrier to help seeking but we know that once we can get people into clinic they get better it's just trying to get them over the hump mm. uh-huh. um, so <laughs> so the when I was doing straight stand-up, I realised that comedians were talking about the most appalling subjects on stage, things that are not socially acceptable. Yeah. And as long as they could make them funny, they got away with it because it was it, it was a great leveller. It sort of gets rid of yeah. inhibitions and barriers. And I think there's something about going to a stand-up gig is that you're in the dark as an audience member and you can lose your inhibitions you can laugh really loudly no one can see you laugh or see your reactions to things so yeah. you can kind of let go and that like whenever I do um like Ellie and I do our scummy mummy show we say the audience must be in absolute complete darkness because otherwise they won't really mm-hmm. enjoy themselves mm-hmm. and really let go mm-hmm. um so I think I think yeah comedy is such a powerful kind of tool a reviewer made a really interesting observation he said that it, it was a male reviewer and the room was mostly female I get Usually there's about a third of the audience is male, but this one that he came to, it was all middle-aged women. Mm. And I made a joke about an incontinence pad and he made he made some comment about how it was really odd being in a room where a bunch of women started laughing at a joke that he didn't get the punchline to because he had no experience of the problem. But they got it mm. and then everybody else laughed. 
yeah. subsequently once they understood the punch you know how that works in comedy somebody yeah. gets the joke before the punchline because they know what's coming yeah. and then everybody else joins in afterwards yeah and I thought that was really interesting because I think that's why it works in that if you if you understand about incontinence pads because you use them and you're mm. embarrassed by that and somebody else gets a joke about it you know they get they use incontinence pads as well mm. so that makes you feel less alone yeah and the social isolation with this stuff is massive mm. really huge people do feel like they're the only ones and they're they're not it's common that's that of one in three women I think is flawed I think it's most women over the age of 40 at a school gate if you took a trampoline to the school gate and said would you like to go in my trampoline they're all going to say no No, thank you you." no thank you very much and so so let's get into the kind of the meat and potatoes like I think most people listening to this podcast will experience incontinence in their lives how how do we get it back how do we get continence back <laughs> uh, pelvic floor exercises is right the first they're the front front line of defense and there's gold standard evidence that this stuff works mm-hmm. so that's part of the reason that i'm so frustrated because for the majority of people they will get better if they just stick to doing their pelvic floor exercises and if that doesn't work and they come to clinic there's a whole lot of other stuff that we can do the challenge is doing your pel knowing that you're doing your pelvic floor exercise properly yeah because it's really hard like people just they're often fairly disengaged from their pelvic floor and if they've got some weakness it's very challenging to be confident that you're doing it properly yeah so there's been some research done to see what the best command is which i love the idea of because this woman spent four years of her life shouting commands at people and ultrasound in their tummy to see what their pelvic floor was doing yes and came up with stuff that works so the first one that she tried was imagine you've got a zip fitted from your bum hole all the way around to the front mm-hmm. and you're going to zip it up Okay. And what you should feel is a squeeze and a lift. Yeah. So the job of your pelvic floor is to squeeze to hold your hole shut and then lift to support the organs. Yeah. So when you're doing your zip, then that should be the feeling that you are aiming for. Yeah. Um, So it worked in about a third of the people that she tried on. The next one that worked was imagine you're lifting your testicles to your spectacles. Okay. Which is genius because it works even if you don't have any testicles or spectacles it just works <laughs> it's just the visualization i like it yeah and the one that worked the most on most people was imagine you're holding in a fart right okay really nasty yeah gruesome fart disgusting you do not want to let out because people are going to die okay and that if you think about because you're doing it now if you're listening you are yeah. doing that with your come on hole. listener Suck it up. <laughs> Hold it in. <laughs> You're squeezing and lifting your bum hole. You can yeah. really feel it. Yeah. Um, but people cheat when they do the exercise. So they tend to hold their breath and that won't work. Yes. Okay. Pelvic floors move when you breathe. Mm-hmm. So they rise up and down uh, with your breath. And if you hold your breath, they get fixed. Most problems, most subclinical people have a weak pelvic floor, but okay. not everybody. It can be too tight and fixed. So people that get pain and penetration, they don't like using tampons because it really hurts getting in. People mm-hmm. that refuse to go for smear tests because it's so painful and uncomfortable. Yeah. And if it's interfering with intimate relationships, they know exactly what I'm talking about. They shouldn't do the exercises. They need to come to clinic because yeah. you don't want to strengthen a muscle that's already too fixed and tight. Mm. It needs to learn to relax. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that people do wrong is instead of squeezing 
their pelvic floor with this squeeze and lift, they can feel their butt moving. So they just clench their butt cheeks or their thighs and think, oh, that'll do. Something's yeah. going. So it has to be right underneath. And I have a really horrible analogy that is so offensive, but it works. Um, if you imagine that you're trying to make enough space in your gusset for somebody to put a folded £50 note in. Okay. So it's just a wee wee movement lifting up off, you know, the cotton bit in your pants. Yes. You're lifting yourself up off of there. Just, just enough, just for a enough, just note. like a mollusk, just a little, yeah. yes, <laughs> <laughs> suck it up a bit, and and there's and there's bits of kit as well. Yeah. So 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 Elaine kindly gifted some Kegel balls. Do you say Kegel or Kegel? I think it either is optional. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so there we go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give these a go. So there's it says three sizes and three weights. Uh, so you start off with a you said like a big and light, and then you work down to small and heavy. Yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, there's a no- lovely line in the Scummy Mummy show where Ellie says, uh, "My fanny used to be like a mouse's ear," and so um, yeah, maybe that's what we're aiming for to go from the bag. For the bag for life to uh, the mouse's ear with that, <laughs> but it is it is it is a strange thing. I think people, I mean, a lot of people have seen their vaginas, but there are there is a strong section of the community who have not had a good look downstairs as well. No, when I'm in charge of the world, I'm going to make it part of sex ed. Young yeah. women are going to be given a mirror, a map, and some lube and some homework. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't do it in class. That would be a problem. No, I mean that, that would be that would be quite an afternoon. Um, but yeah, but that is that. I think that's so important. Um, yeah, because I think I've got I've got a daughter, but and I want to. She yeah she she often asks what things are, and I'm really comfortable about it but I'm sure I didn't have that chat with my own mother no I didn't and there's there's the thing about not knowing your own anatomy is it impacts on everything in Mm. your life so the Eve Appeal are a big charity here that focus on female reproductive cancers how do you know if you've got vulval cancer if you don't know what your vulva looks like yeah so if we don't teach people what their normal is then they can't recognize prolapse they can't recognize thrush they can't recognize if they've got um a problem there's lots and lots of um like vulval dermatological problems that if you you know it's itchy but you've got no idea what's wrong with you and people assume it's a sexually transmitted disease and are yeah. horrified well this is it i had, I had a funny lump on my on my flap the other day uh elaine and um and i i, I did talk about it on like instagram because i thought oh mm. I'd, I'd put it off and put it off i thought oh it's probably a wart i'm disease it's gross and i didn't want to have sex and then i i just went down to the doctor and she said oh no that's a skin tag and i was mm-hmm. like huh but i got myself into an absolute spin and yeah. a bit of a two and eight about it I thought oh no, there's something funny with my flap I've got funny flaps and it's awful and I don't want to go to the doctor and then I just went no just get on with it and it took five minutes and then I was fine she said look you probably could have it removed but it's going to be fine and yeah and all that's sort the of thing but yeah I think you just feel such shame and such ugh, unease about it there's lots and lots of evidence about the impact that this has on people's well-being that's really quite hard to beat there's a study that shows that if you wet yourself it has more of an impact on your well-being than diabetes or asthma like it's massive 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's so much of your. The way you love your body, it's got a lot to do with how you, um, what, what's the word? Your confidence about sex and going yeah. out and, and exercise. Because I really want to talk about that because yeah. we, we met in the pub the other night and you were saying about um, it's, it's a, this vicious circle because they said, oh, if you're overweight, you're going to be more incontinent. Mm-hmm. And then they said, oh, you want to exercise, but then you don't want to exercise because you're embarrassed about that. I mean, how are we going yeah. to, how do you feel that we can kind of overcome this? Well, the the so your pelvic floor is lifting up everything that's above it so mm. if you're overweight it has to work harder than it should do now i'm overweight i've always been overweight and my pelvic floor is working just fine because i do my pelvic floor exercises but we know that small amounts of weight loss can make a big difference to symptoms mm-hmm. so if you can lose 10 percent of your weight then your symptoms will reduce on average by 50 percent Okay. And two or three pounds can be enough to make to allow you to be able to run for a bus mm. without wetting yourself. So tiny amounts of weight loss can make a big difference. But exercise when you're heavier is really, really challenging because apart from people being worried that they're gonna get judged for yeah, you get judged for what, exercising. For like leaving the house. For, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, it's really hard and things that involve lots of impact are more of a challenge for your pelvic floor so um, running for instance Mm. when you're running or jumping there's three times your body weight and impact going up into your pelvic floor so even if you weigh 10 stones that can be 30 stones of pressure so you might be okay running for a bus but you can't do 5k or you might be able to do 5k but you couldn't run half a marathon because the muscles get tired and Anything that you're doing that causes leaking means that the muscles aren't coping with that impact. Okay. But it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you need to get some advice so that you're not going to land up stressing your pelvic floor or giving yourself a prolapse. Mm. So the obvious common sense thing is to try and reduce impact stuff. So, you know, swimming and cycling are great. Walking is brilliant. But runners, like, they just want to run. Yeah. There's just... 
find them quite frustrating to work with because I am not a runner. Yeah. And when you say, you know, like maybe you should just, you know, have you thought about swimming? They look at you like you've gone completely mental. Yeah. Like you've just asked them if they could fly. <laughs> no, no, but you don't understand because I am a runner and they get totally hooked and I get it because it's yeah, such a lifestyle. That high is very addictive. Like, yeah. I think it's a myth. I've never Oh, no, had no, it. no. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, Ellie and I have also discussed this uh, from the scummy mummies that, it, it, it it's part smuggery it's that high of smuggery as well that I've run and done a thing and I think <laughs> yeah but but even still like when you're feeling overweight or you are overweight when you put your swimmers on that's that's also a hurdle people have got oh, a massive huge. phobia about yeah. being you know but you know whether it's their hairy legs or you know whatever that can be such a big um that can be such a big barrier to people yeah and it, but it's such an act of self-love doing exercise that's the thing it shouldn't be a punishment or any of that sort of stuff but yeah i think the this girl can campaign that they had Fabulous. was brilliant yeah. really really and and that certainly got me back out doing couch to 5k because i thought i am doing better than if i'm sitting in the city mm. and i'm a person that understands about exercise and what i'm supposed to be doing and yeah. I find it really hard to yeah. comply. But annoyingly, it does work. It's really very, very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have asked you at the beginning, because we always ask our guests at the beginning about how you feel about your body. And I thought it was really interesting that, you know, the way you've changed your focus in your career mm. when you when you became incontinent and you became a mum. And how, how do you feel about your body now? Well, largely disappointed, I think, which is... <laughs> I think that's standard for the female state, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're taught to do. We're meant to pick out the faults instead yeah. of the things that we love. I think I've always thought thought that I would be much happier if I was thinner. Mm-hmm. You know, this is standard, isn't it? It's not yeah. news. Um, All the things you can do, the the list that you put off. Yeah. That when I lose weight, I'm going to wear yeah. these clothes and do this thing yeah. and look mm-hmm. like Elle uh, McPherson. And some of us just have challenges for our weight. Um, I've got polycystic ovaries, which, you know, makes you fatter. Mm. And if I exercise and watch my diet, then I can lose weight. But it's a real, real challenge. But I am fitter than I was. Yeah. So I enjoy that. I quite like that I can go and do, I mean, I am painfully slow there's not really any discernible difference between my running and my walking to be honest no I just call it a bouncy walk when I jog (laughs) I I I jogged around apparently illegally around the uh, botanic gardens (gasps) in in oh Edinburgh. my goodness, we string people up for that. Fuck me, I know. Well, I did, did it and I said, you? no, I did it. Probably because they thought I was walking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that must be it. <laughs> it wasn't very fast. <laughs> but um, yes, so listen, do not jog in the Edinburgh Botanic Gardens. But I was wearing like running attire anyway. Now I'm feeling like I should have been stopped anyway. But Ellie got told off. She got told off. She was in her running gear. She went off to do it run. Yeah, and they're like, ah, 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 no, no, thank you. Yeah, they're really, they police it really, really strictly. Jesus Christ. I don't know why. It's so, it's just a weird thing. And they, well, they said, oh, it's just a garden. It's not a park. Anyway, um, yes, there's so many levels of gardens in Edinburgh. You've got your private gardens, gardens for non-runners, and then a garden with a big fuck-off mountain in the middle of it, the old Arthur's Seat as well. And we've got lady gardens. Hey, gee, so much. (laughs) 
and an Australian bush uh, right here, right now. Um, but yeah, so I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, so you're, you are feeling better about your body. And how are you talking to your daughters about, or daughter? daughter? One girl, two boys. Yeah. And um, I am actually very, very careful not to make any judgments mm. on her. She's fit, like she climbs. So she is really strong. Far, and can yeah, do, that's huge. Yeah. Do pull ups and, and like I'm honestly in awe of her. She's <laughs> just she's sort of like who I would like to have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is so lovely, like as a mum to think that you've got a kid that is, you know, content and secure and that you mm. actually really enjoy the company of. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I Whatever know. I've done to fuck you up, it's got to come out. Yeah, <laughs> so far, Just enjoy so it now. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not getting too serious. So yeah. yeah, try really hard just not to make her feel inadequate. Mm. Her friend is tall and slim and leggy. Like, don't be friends with her. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my daughter's one of my daughter's best friends is a ballerina. Like, oh no, don't, don't yeah, no. but she's absolutely she's absolutely like the loveliest girl you ever meet. But yeah, they're they're chalk and cheese when it comes to their figures. Yeah. And Matilda does like modern dance, but that's all kind of strong strong girl mm-hmm. stuff. Not that ballet mm-hmm. isn't, but yeah, they've mm-hmm. just got completely mm-hmm. different physiques. Mm-hmm. And I I was a big chunky girl growing up and in Australia and all the girls, everything that was um what praised was sport. And the yeah, the netball girls and the hockey girls and stuff. But anyway, we're getting we're getting off track. We're getting away from Fanny's, and I don't want to. I want to stay on Fanny track. Where can people find you, uh, Elaine? Where can people hear your great words? And and you're going to do a tour of Australia, is that right? Yeah, next. She's year. literally going down under. Hey hey. hey, hey. <laughs> do you think I can call it that? I don't think I can get away with that in Australia. They'll <laughs> no, be like, yeah, yeah. They'll love you because you're Scottish, and we love we love. I was going to say we love foreigners. That is incorrect. Uh, we you're love you. You're a sucker for an accent. That's yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I was doing a gig in Perth in Scotland and four, Fanny Physios, quite a small world, mm. and four physios in Australia got all excited and said, oh, we thought you were coming to Perth. Oh, Australia. The, yeah. Oh. So I thought, well, why not? Mm. So after the, because the fringe is going well, um, next year I'm going to go, I think, in June and do a tour. I've got 11 dates worked out in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and hopefully I'll have my book finished by then <gasps> and it'll all be out as well. And what's your book about? Have a guess. I am a one-trick pony. (laughs) And so, yeah, so so is the book going to be like a how-to or? Yeah. Yeah. So it's for the public. It's not an academic thing. And it's called Get a Grip. Yay! I'm so chuffed. (laughs) So exciting. Um, So it should be out next year. And um, I'm going to do a podcast also called Get a Grip. Excellent. Um, Which some of it is started. It's just the tech to get it up is too hard for my pretty little head. Talk to producer Emma. She's a wizard. I'm going to vaginas I can do. (laughs) Twiddly knobs, not so much. No. Um, And my website is terrible. It's called gussetgrippers.co.uk and it desperately needs updating so that will be done after the fringe once I can figure who to outsource that to and you've had a viral video so if you want to see Elaine dressed as a giant vagina you did a BBC thing which was amazing I was so so thrilled for you it's really exciting BBC stories came and filmed me talking about this and I was really surprised because it went up at the time that Trump was doing something ludicrous and it was on the BBC news app thing for 13 days Mm. and I'd like to think that that was because it was so funny and the show sells out because I'm hilarious but the fact fact of the matter is it's that women are desperate for this information Mm. and if you go to where they are then they 
listen, people come to my show in groups. They come in groups of friends from running or from work or from Pilates, and then they all nag each other. Subsequently, it's it's um, it would be good to show that it is effective. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we have nearly come to the end of the podcast, but before we go, Elaine, we have some quick fire questions. Yes. Elaine, what makes you feel sexy? Ooh, um, going out the house, actually. (laughs) (laughs) See if my husband organises going out. Yes. I'm a sucker for that. And also, I just want to note, you can't say this because it's audio, you're wearing clitoris earrings. Is that right? Yes, I am. I love them. Did you did you make them yourself? I got them on Etsy. Ooh. If you Google um, feminist jewellery on Etsy, the most extraordinary stuff comes up. Aren't they lovely? Though? I, they're gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Not to scale because clitorises are huge apparently. <laughs> uh, now, what's your most favourite thing to put in your body? My husband's Willie, probably. Yes, very good, yeah, correct. Classic answer. Excellent. What's your most embarrassing body moment? Oh, that's easy. That's wetting myself on the doorstep in front of my neighbour, which is how I landed up right in a French show. <laughs> every every moment's a gift. How, how did how did that actually happen? I need more details. Because my um because I had been a bit leaky and hadn't done anything about it, I gave myself a rampaging case of overactive bladder where your bladder just gets really, really twitchy. Oh. And if you you should be able to wait four hours between first feeling the urge to pee and actually being desperate. Yeah. And I put my key in the door and that is a habitual thing that triggers yeah. bladder irritation. So yeah. I, I just pissed everywhere. And because I stay in Edinburgh and my neighbour is terribly posh, mm. she's lovely. She's in her 80s and she's basically who I want to be when I grow up because she's very elegant and polite and not really used to people pissing themselves so that's why I thought enough is enough time to sort this nonsense out you turned that you turned a uh, a negative into an opportunity that's it very good Oh, I haven't. I haven't got a fat fact. Maybe you could. Have you got a fact for us that you could share? I can say that in the obesity management plan in Scotland, incontinence is missing from their plan, and I can't find anywhere that has got it factored in. Now, if your BMI is over thirty six, you are probably going to wet yourself when you run, mm-hmm. and we get exercise on prescription for people that have got obesity. Yeah, and then we're supply surprised that they don't adhere to it, and I am sure that there's a link. Yeah, so that would be my fat fact. It's it's important that we talk about this stuff because it's a barrier to exercise. Yes, absolutely. The Hall of Fat Fame. Who's someone who inspires you? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, I know. On the This Girl Can advert, the mm. woman in the bikini wobbling her way into the swimming pool. Yes. And it's like a great image from behind because she looks amazing because she's got, she's big, but she's got a little waist and yeah. she's just wobbling with style. Awesome. And I would love to walk like that. Wobbling with style. We're mm. going we're gonna to own that. Fatspiration. What is your mantra? What are the words that you live by or that you would like everyone else to live by? Um, laugh, don't leak. Right. Yes. Hashtag so. laugh, don't leak. <laughs> She's wearing a T-shirt. I can't avoid it. She's made it very clear. I have a brand. I have a brand. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that works. Just enjoy yourself by laughing, but you need to know what normal is for what you can reasonably expect from your genitals, and that would be not shitting yourself when you laugh. Yeah. Great. What a nice way to end the podcast. (laughs) 
Elaine, you're amazing. Thank you. And I wish you all the best with your world domination. Look out, world. (laughs) Thank you for having me on. Excellent. All right. You've been listening to the Fat Lot of Good podcast by me, Helen Thorne. It is produced by the wonderful Emma Corsham and the music you've been listening to is by John Thorne and the jingles are by Simon Toner. Please rate, review and subscribe and do follow me on Instagram at Helen Wears a Size 18. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.